Well, hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back again to the Locker Room Podcast, and Happy New Year 2023. Woo! I cannot believe it is about that time again for a new year. I hope you all make some New Year's resolution, whether it's to lose some weight, to get more focused, to get the job done, and to continue it generally past the first month or two-month mark, because we all know the first month, first two months is the hardest, but what I have learned, once you get to the three-month mark, the 90-day rule, usually those new habits stay into place. Now, I just wanted to jump in here real quick, because we have not been having any fights for a while now. It's been about three weeks, but hey, they're getting the time off. It's well-deserved, so before I hop into all that... I just want to let you guys know how my day has been, what's been going on for the past two weeks. I hope you all hung out with your families over the holidays. I did as well. It was a great time with the brothers and the mom. And one thing that happened over the break is saw Avatar 2, The Way of the Water. And I just want to say that movie is just fantastic. It was great. I saw the first one in 3D, but this time around, I didn't want to do that because I think you all have noticed uh, the movie was three hours long and the three, um, the 3D one was not shown in the, the comfort recliner seats. They gave you the, the, uh, the stadium ones, like the hard plastic ones, the ch- cheap plastic, yeah. Any other movie, uh, I wouldn't mind those type of seats when it's like the hour and a half movie. But three hours, you got to be sitting in style. You got to be chilling. You want to put your feet up. You want to put that headrest down. And you just want to chill. And other than that, it was fantastic. The picture quality, the sound, the story about a family, the redemption series had the sad moments. Uh, if you have not seen it, definitely, I 100% recommend it. It was great. It was fantastic. I definitely want to see it again because I know there are some parts that I missed, uh, particularly like in the middle. I know there was just two parts that cause it's just hard to stay focused for three hours for a movie. And I, I want to see the first one again. I know it's been came out, I want to say 2019, 18 the first Avatar, and I don't really remember the story, so I just remember being kind of lost because it's just been over a decade. But other than that, without even really remembering the first movie, it was just, it was great. Definitely loved it. Definitely recommend it again. And other than that, uh, yeah, just the holidays and movies. Those are all the big stories, the big new releases. And other than that, let's just get into the reason why I wanted to do this show for today. I seen all those big time uh, podcasters, those big time journalists. I see you, Arahawani. I see you, Mr. Bisping. Everyone wants to do their favorite fights of the year, the knockout of the year, the submission of the year. And I was like, what the hell? Let me just do it until we get some new content next weekend because we are still no fights this upcoming weekend. And. I don't know about all you crazy fight fans like myself, but when we don't have an event going on on a Saturday night, I don't know what to do. I just, I'm just so used to hanging out with the boys, having a drink or two, and just getting wild for these fights on Saturday nights. And with it not happening, it just feels weird. And it just lets you know that we are spoiled to the gills. So without any further ado, 
I think the biggest one off the top that everyone usually does is knockout of the year. Some very good candidates in this category. Obviously, we have the Leon Edwards versus Kamara Usman head kick knockout in the fifth round. We have the Michael Chandler front kick to the face of Tony Ferguson, El Kukui himself. While that was fantastic, it broke my heart. It was terrible to see, just terrible. And just uh, the spinning back fist of Ioana Janjacic versus Zhang Weili, that's up there as well. That one was also really, really just hard to see. You just don't want to uh, – when you see the girls get knocked out, I don't know why. It just it makes me feel sad. It just makes me feel uncomfortable. But I still watch the fights. It's just – I, I don't know what it is. It's just kind of hard to see. But it, it was definitely up there. You have to be – it has to be mentioned because it was the uh, the sequel to their first fight, which was fight of the year for 2021. Hands down, Yuana versus Zhang Weili. That was just fantastic. Just when these girls put their heart on the line to do something like this and when they don't have to, that that's the thing about it, right? When they don't have to – you know, get their face all cut up and they get bruised and they still do it. Oh, it just makes me cringe. But I think those are the biggest ones that generally do stand out for the knockout of the year. And if we're talking about pure savagery, pure violence, you have to give it up to Tony Ferguson versus Michael Chandler because that head kick was brutal and just disrespectful. The way that he did the three backflips after he knocked him out, you have to give it to Michael Chandler, one of the most violent men in the UFC, next to Justin Gaethje, of course. And it, and it, it didn't have the stakes, but just for savagery, I give it to that one. When you want to talk about the stakes at hand, all of of – of the number one pound-for-pound fighter, Kamaru Usman, him being undefeated in the UFC, suffering his first loss in the UFC to Leon Edwards, dominating the first, I would say, the second, third, and fourth round, losing the first, but coming back and dominating, dominating the fifth round. He could have easily cruised to a decision and by holding Leon Edwards against the cage for that fifth round, but chose to stand and bang with the kickboxer, and he paid for it. And and that would also, so in a different category, I would have to say that one. But just for the violence of the sport, definitely, definitely, hands down, without a doubt, Michael Chandler versus Tony Ferguson. Now, the next candidate I want to do is Fight of the Year. Fight of the Year has some very good candidates as well. There are a lot of notable mentions. We do have the Islam Makachev versus Charles Oliveira. There's also uh, Alex Pierre versus um, Israel Adesanya. But out of all of those, I believe the winner, like MMA Fighting, has also chosen has to be Glover Teixeira versus uh, Yuri Prochaska. That has fight of the night, fight of the year written all over it the back and uh, the back and forth fighting the hits the submission attempts the glover being down and then jerry being down and then jerry going for a submission and losing and glover doing the same thing both fighters just leaving it all in the octagon leaving a piece of their soul in that octagon in that cage 
these modern day gladiators, you have to give it to these gentlemen for what they went through. And there is no, I know there are other potential candidates, the Israel Adesanya, Alex Pereira, but if you have not seen this fight, if you have been living under a rock for the past year and you are an MMA UFC fan, you absolutely have to watch Jerry, uh, Jerry Pahachka versus Glover Teixeira. And the fact that Glover Teixeira being 43 years old and still doing the damn thing just gives you just hope that you can just still just go to the gym and exercise because, you know, we had this mentioning of, oh, you know, 35, uh, you're too old. Now, this man is 43, and he was the light heavyweight champion of the world, 205 pounds, and it was on full display that night with Jerry Pahachka getting the surprise and upsetting uh, guillotine submission of Glover Teixeira in that fifth round with under two minutes left that is just absolutely insane and it has to be them we were hoping to get the rematch of what was it uh, early in December but you know Jerry Pahachka getting that that injury up his shoulder and then we ended up getting a substitute fight but definitely looking forward to it watch it because if they ever do rematch because of the pure violence of that first fight I don't believe it's going to be as exciting because those two men do not want to go through that hell again. And now for the submission of the year. It's kind of similar to the last category. Jerry Pahachka versus Glover Teixeira. Fantastic. Just talked about that. That's a good candidate. Uh, Zhang Weili versus Carla Esparza. That was uh, fantastic as well with Zhang Weili recapturing the women's strawweight title, 115 pounds. And then also Islam Makachev versus Charles Oliveira. This one is quite interesting because, again, given the stakes, these were all title fights. These were all three of these were fights where we did not know exactly what was going to happen. Uh, kind of, the Zhang Weili, Carlos Barza one, you could kind of say Zhang Weili was going to take that. But out of all of these candidates, I just have to give it to Islam Makachev versus Charles Oliveira. Charles Oliveira, the Olive Era, had this resurgence of his career of losing was around seven times in the UFC, joining when he was 20 years old, having over 20 professional fights, and using when fighters are in the organization for this long and they have not captured a title. It's usually a sign that it's just not going to happen. And Charles Oliveira proved us all wrong by finishing, not decisioning, but finishing Michael Chandler, Justin Gaethje, and Dustin Poirier, which... I'm guilty of this as well. I doubted that by a long shot. If you would have told me five years ago that he was going to finish these three violent men, I would have literally bet $1,000, and I would have lost that bet. I'll tell you that much. So, but Islam Makachev, the way that he just walked through, not just finishing the second round with the head and arm triangle, he walked through Charles Oliveira to get that submission win. And everyone was just silent and deafening. And it was just, oh, man, you, you wanted Charles to keep on going on this Cinderella story-like run. But Islam Makachev, the prodigy, and Khabib just taking over. It was just surreal to watch. And we just saw the dawning of a new champion. 
And he's going to look to take that pound-for-pound status next month in Perth, Australia, when he takes on Alexander Bokanovsky, which I am so excited for and can't wait to shoot that episode for that one. So submission of the year, I personally give it to Islam Mahachev, and he deserves all the praise for it, just the brutal worth ethic that he has, training every single day to get to this moment. It was just fantastic to see. And now those were the top three uh, awards that I would give for the 2022 to close out the year. I'll be back again next week to start the very first, do the preview of the very first event of 2023. And also on that one, I am going to have Bruce himself back on that. We're going to be starting the episode off right, starting off the year right. So make sure you guys tune in, check it out, and I will check you guys out next time. Peace.